Welcome to All Things Leadership, where together we will explore and discover what leadership is all about so that you can start leading the life you want to live. My mission is to inspire, motivate, and excite you to become the best version of yourself at home, at work, and everywhere in between. I'm your host, Jamie Smith. Now let's talk leadership. Hey y'all and happy new year. So at the end of every year, we have two options. We can just zoom into next year full throttle, or we can pause and reflect on the year and chalk up our wins and losses or our goals achieved versus ones that were not, or even just take a minute to write down all the wonderful things that happened over the course of the last year and just sitting in gratitude for a few minutes with that. This is a time to celebrate another trip around the sun, not a time to beat yourself up for all the things you didn't do or all the things you should have done. Chances are you did a whole lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. At the end of each year, what I like to do is write in my journal all the amazing things that happened during the year. And when I really stop to sit and do this, so much joy overcomes me because While those 365 days seems to have blown by us, there is still 365 days to think back on. And remembering all the great moments stirs up something really good inside. When we're reflecting back sometimes, we tend to only focus on certain elements of our life and not look at the whole picture. So as you're doing your reflecting this year, I hope that you take the time to think back on and celebrate all the different areas of your life, not just the one predominant area, maybe. Here's some examples of what I mean by different areas of your life. Mental health, physical health, relationships, social, career, money, self-care, hobbies, spirituality, all that kind of stuff. So when I'm done celebrating all the wins, I start to think about where I would have liked to have seen more of or less of something. If there were any goals I didn't meet, I evaluate those goals and extend the deadline if it's still important to me, or I toss it if it's not, because depending on where you are in your life, Sometimes a goal you set last year may actually no longer be your priority, and that's okay. But I think the main thing is don't just zoom into next year not taking the time to pat yourself on the back. Even if the last year isn't exactly as you hoped it would be, I bet there is still a lot to be proud of and thankful for if you just take the time to look. I love that I have my planner to help me with this reflection because all of my events and my goals are in my planner. So when it comes to this reflecting back on an entire year and journaling about it, it may seem kind of daunting, but for me, it was actually really easy because I was just able to flip through my planner for the year of 2022 and I could take notes of all the wins and all the happy moments. It took me like 10 minutes to do this in total. If I hadn't had a planner to look back at, I know it would take me much longer though because my memory isn't quite what it used to be. So once I know the things that I wish I did more of or less of last year, now it's time to figure out how to incorporate or decorporate. Don't think that's a word, but it's okay. But it's time to figure out how these things are gonna fit into my new year. Oftentimes we go into the new year setting a resolution, which is typically something we are going to start doing. Well, this whole idea of having an anti-resolution is deciding on something or some things that you can stop doing. Sounds a little more doable than adding something else to your plate, right? 
deciding to stop doing something rather than starting something new. And it's kind of like you're making a stance. I like it. Here's some examples. I'm going to stop drinking so much soda. I'm going to stop watching so much Netflix. I will stop sweeping things under the rug when they bother me. I will stop saying yes to everything without first stopping to think about how it fits into the bigger picture of my life. Notice how these things don't add anything to your plate. It's just the taking away. One of the reasons resolutions fail a lot of the time is because whatever the resolution was, just just added a long to-do list to your already busy life. So we let it fall to the wayside after just a month or two. Some other reasons resolutions fail is because they aren't realistic. They aren't broken down into smaller goals throughout the year, or maybe they aren't actually as important to you as you thought. One of the big reasons resolutions fail is because people don't stop to compare that new resolution or goal to their personal values. Where does this new venture fit into the vision you have for your life or the person that you're trying to be every day? Your resolution, goals, or anti-resolution, whatever you go with, needs to measure up to those values and that vision. Otherwise, what's the whole point? Sometimes we set goals or resolutions just for the sake of it, just for the sake of accomplishing the next thing. We don't stop to think why we are actually doing something or if we actually do it for ourselves or are we doing it for someone else, whether that's a family member or society pressuring you in some way. It happens. I know someone who went through like eight or 10 years of college and just got every degree under the sun. And at the end of it, she's like, now what? I don't even know what I want to do with this. I was just so focused on getting that that next degree. And it was, you know, the path that my family wanted for me. And it was just, you know, kind of autopilot. The focus wasn't on where that was leading her. It was just on accomplishing the next more immediately gratifying goal, rather than looking at how this would provide long-term gratification in her life. So it's important to evaluate why you are doing something, where it fits into the bigger picture you have for your life, who you are doing it for, and how you're going to accomplish it. When I listed my anti-resolutions this year, I wrote underneath each one the words why, who, and how. This would be a great exercise for you to do as well, to get super clear on why this matters to you so much and to be sure it's for you and for your vision and that you have an accountability partner to go along with it. Not to mention it forces you to think of the how, which is so important. We have to be intentional about where and how we are going to accomplish this new important matter in our life. I'll give an example of one of my anti-resolutions using this why, who, and how method. One of my resolutions is that I'm going to spend less time working. Why is this important to me? Freedom is a personal value of mine, and part of my definition of that is being able to do the things I want to do with my life outside of work. Work is only one aspect of life, and for too long, I allowed it to take up too big a slice of the life wheel pie, so to speak. So no more. I will make time for all of the other important areas of my life and treat them as equals to work. And who is it for? 100% for me, but it will directly and positively affect my loved ones too. And who's going to help hold me accountable? My husband. I'm going to have him call me out when he sees me working outside of those hours that I decided upon. And how am I going to do it? I'm going to start scheduling my workload within a certain time frame and set a boundary of work stopping by a decided upon time. Using my planner, I will organize my to-dos and prioritize during this set window of time 
And I'm going to set an alarm reminder for when the workday is over each day to signal to me time's up to help me build that habit. So that's the why, who, and how. Like I said, I think it's just really helpful um, for you getting really clear on your anti-resolutions. I like the anti-resolution idea so much because there's a certain level of confidence you can enter the commitment with. Unlike the plan to start doing something, it's a decision to stop doing something. And when it's a matter of stopping over starting, for some reason, I think we might be able to approach it with more confidence because, hey, we may not be able to say with confidence that we're going to go to the gym every day from now on, but we may be able to say with confidence, I'm going to stop drinking so much soda. I also like the rebellion factor in it. When I say my anti-resolutions in my mind, I picture myself like standing there tall and just stamping my foot as I say it, like, I am going to stop letting work take up so much of my life. Now, I feel like I want to actually get up and do that. Might be some power in it. (laughs) Here are some things you can do to help you even more with ensuring that you stick with your anti-resolution or resolution, whatever way you choose to go this year. Number one is get an accountability partner. Let someone be in on your goal. Share your vision with them so that they can support you and help you. Friends and family can unintentionally sabotage certain goals of ours, but only because they aren't aware you have those other things you are trying to do or maybe not do. I love Brene Brown so much. She runs her company with this mindset of unclear is unkind. So be clear with your loved ones and your support system. Doing so will create more understanding and loving communication between you. Number two, if you recognize early on that you bit off more than you can chew with this new resolution and you aren't seeing it be possible in your schedule maybe or whatever the reason is, don't just throw it out the window. Evaluate what's working and what's not and restructure it to meet your new needs. Life is not written in permanent marker. Luckily, when we need to, we can erase and try again. Number three, create real belief in yourself around this anti-resolution. Resolutions often fail because of the fact that we're saying we're going to do something, but our brain doesn't actually believe it. If this is you and your goal or dream seems too far-fetched and your brain's like, yeah, yeah, right, make it more bite-sized. What is a step in that direction that is 100% believable for you? That is where you need to start. In full belief. And number four, set a calendar reminder every month or every few months to just do a goals check-in with yourself. It's really helpful to have something there to remind you to do some reflection on how that important anti-resolution of yours is actually panning out. This is where you can erase and rewrite if necessary so that you can continue improving and not unintentionally letting it fall to the wayside because, well, life happens. So this year, maybe you'll decide to take a different approach to the whole New Year's resolution thing and join the Anti-Resolution Club with me. And if you're in need of an accountability partner and would like someone to help you navigate your goals for the new year, I am here to help my friend and I'd be happy to do a complimentary discovery call with you to discuss your needs and answer any questions you may have about what a coaching partnership with me looks like. You can check the show notes for different ways to contact me or check out my website, allthingsleadership.com. Cheers to 2023. Let's make this a great one, y'all. Until next time, go out there and lead the life you want to live. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would take a second to leave me a five-star review. Only if you feel it deserves this, of course. And go the extra step for me to leave a written review as well. One of my goals for 2023 includes reaching more leaders with my podcast. So if you'd like to help me reach that goal, leaving a review is how you can help. These reviews help my podcast gain more visibility, which will lead to more leaders and aspiring leaders like yourselves getting to enjoy and benefit from this content. And thank you so much to those of you who have already done this and to those of you going to leave yours right now. I appreciate you so, so much.